0: Our first reading is from Mark 15, verse 16. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is the praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him and twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews. And again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. And when they mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him.
1: A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, King of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you were going to destroy the temple and build it in three days? Come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the, Messiah, the king of the Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified him with him also heaped insults on him.
2: At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, some women were watching from a distance among them were mary magdalene mary the mother of james and uh, the younger and of joseph and salome in galilee these women had followed him and cared for his needs many other women who had come up with him uh, to jerusalem
0: were also there Well, there is something very special about this day, Good Friday. It is a, a special day. Uh, and of course, we've had the readings about the incredible lengths that Jesus Christ went through, the infallible, uh, so hard to, to fathom what Jesus had been through for us. I wanted to start today by talking to you about Millennium Clobe. He was a Catholic priest who spent time in a a monastery in Poland. He was there during World War II. He was there when the Germans invaded Poland. And he decided to stay in that monastery and serve while Germany took over. He and the other monks, they used the monastery to provide shelter to refugees including some 2,000 Jews that came to visit over that time that he was there. An incredible number. Eventually, they were found out and they were shut down by the German Gestapo. And so they were taken, Clobe and the other monks were taken to a prisoner of war camp. In the prisoner of war camp, the reports were that Klob was a man of service and love and compassion, To his fellow prisoners. Often he would not eat when the Russians were short so that others could eat. He would let others get medical treatment first when they were harshly treated by the Germans. At night, he would stay up late so that other people, other inmates could come and offer confession. And he would encourage them as they confessed their sins, he would encourage them to love their enemies. In July 1941, some prisoners, three prisoners, disappeared from camp. They escaped. And so, the German commander, who was in charge at that time, ordered ten men to starve to to death in an underground bunker. One man, Franceskev, was chosen. And as he was chosen, he called out, My wife! My children, in an amazing act of love, Clobe stepped forward. He volunteered to take this other man's place in that bunker to starve to death. And in that bunker, Clobe went. And as he went, he pointed everyone there to God. He was leading them in prayer and, and worship. A positive atmosphere as these people died in this bunker. The remarkable thing is that Klob outlasted everyone. He was there for two weeks without any food and without any water before the Germans actually came and took his life with a lethal injection because they wanted to use the bunker again. The picture we see is one of amazing sacrificial love. Service to other people. A man who had been touched by the love an example of Jesus Christ, and so he felt called to love others. Clobe was recognised by the Catholic Church for his sacrificial service. And he is an example to us, an example of getting the love of Jesus and taking that love to other people. And when we come to Easter, when we come to Good Friday, it is all about the loving sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We see a picture that Jesus was innocent, not a single thing wrong, and yet he suffered greatly. Jesus, who was God himself with us, God in human flesh, came out of love. The very Son of God, who has shown himself to this world through miracles and teaching, through acts of love and compassion, and yet the same people that he came to love and serve turned against Jesus and treated Jesus as the very scum of this earth. All that we see of the innocent sufferings of Jesus on the lead up to the cross points to how he was loving and serving. We start with the high priest. Remember, Judas had betrayed Jesus and he was put in the hands of the high priest. The high priest uh, was there examining Jesus. False charges were laid against him. They hit him. Are you the Messiah, the Son of God, was the question that the high priest asked Jesus. I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. At those words in shock and grief, the high priest ripped his clothes. Blasphemy, he calls out. He's claimed that Jesus is claiming to be God, and so he wants Jesus to be gone to be dead. And so the council agrees to take Jesus to Pilate. And Jesus is put on trial. Very early in the morning, as we read, Jesus was taken before Pontius Pilate. The Jews put a case forwards, but Pilate as he examines Jesus, he finds him innocent. In fact, Pilate is amazed that Jesus does not even respond to some of the charges. And Pilate decides to hand the situation back over to the people because there was a custom at Passover and it was to release one prisoner. And so two prisoners are brought out. Jesus with the title of the King of the Jews and Barabbas. Barabbas who had been part of that uprising beforehand. Barabbas had even killed someone in that uprising. And so the question is brought before the crowds And the religious leaders, and they choose, of course, to release Barabbas. It's outrageous that they would choose a murderer over Jesus Christ to set free. And then the telling question Pilate asks them, What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? And the cry comes out, Crucify him, crucify him. And they keep shouting. This Roman, or the the Jewish crowd in front of the Romans, they keep calling out, crucify him, crucify him. This same crowd that was worshipping Jesus or praising him as he came in on that donkey a week before have now turned against him. And Pilate seeks to please the crowd as we see in verse 15. Pilate released Barabbas to them and he had Jesus flogged And handed him over to be crucified. Jesus, the innocent one who had done absolutely nothing wrong, is given a cruel Roman flogging and even given the death sentence. There is no justice in what is taking place. Shocking scenes. And then we pick up from our readings that we had before. We see that Jesus was mocked by the Roman soldiers. Cruel, inhumane. They whipped him, they spat on him, a crown of thorns was placed on his head, a purple robe, and they bowed down mocking him as the king of the Jews. Time and time again they mocked him and they hurt him. Cruel behaviour. And we see Jesus suffering greatly at this time. And as we think through the sufferings of Jesus, we remember that it was in our place that Jesus suffered. Jesus, of course, was weak from that and he couldn't even carry his cross. Simon from Cyrene was forced by the Romans to help carry Jesus' cross. And then, of course, Jesus was crucified. And they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him and the written notice of the charge against him reads, The King of the Jews. Here we see Jesus being hung on that cross and while they're doing that, they're gambling over his clothes in front of him. Another humiliating thing for people to decide that your clothes are more important than you and to gamble for them in front of you. And Jesus is nailed to that cross. A cruel form of execution was crucifixion. Those nails pierced his body and he was lifted up in front of everyone with that charge above him, the King of the Jews. Jesus was left for a slow, painful death on the cross. And as we think through the cross, this is our King that is suffering this Good Friday. Our Lord Jesus suffering at this time and you might say that's enough but it continues the misery of Jesus only continues then there was the jewish leaders and the jewish people the cross wasn't enough verse 29 those who passed by hurled insults at him shaking their heads and saying so you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in 3 days come down from the cross and save yourselves. Mocking Jesus as He was dying on that cross. Terrible treatment. Jesus' words were even turned against Him, but they didn't understand. Jesus was talking in these words about His own body and how He would come back after three days. And then we know in the Easter story, on Good Friday at noon, Darkness covered the whole land until three in the afternoon. Three hours of darkness that came upon the worlds. A point to that Jesus was bearing the very sins of the worlds. Could have been an eclipse that made it dark. Could have been heavy storm clouds that come over. Could have been some other work of God's. But the reality is darkness came at that time. And then we get to the words... The only words in Mark's gospel that Jesus speaks on the cross that he proclaims, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus on this cross cries out these words, these words of suffering as he bears the weight of sin. The sin of the world was being taken by Jesus on that cross in his body. He was forsaken. He was the one that was bearing this punishment. He was the one that was innocent and now was feeling the weight of sin on his body, separation from his God, his Father in heaven. He was forsaken as he bore the wrath of God against sin. There is no doubt that Jesus was utterly forsaken on that cross, taking our punishment for sin. And then we read that Jesus had a loud cry and he breathed his last. Jesus died on that cross. There is no doubt about that. The the curtain in that temple was torn in two. A picture that there was now direct access to God through Jesus Christ. And then the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus, he saw how Jesus died And he said, surely this man was the Son of God. He got it. This Roman centurion, he was watching the cross. He saw everything that took place. And he is the first person in Mark's Gospel to say these words, that Jesus was the Son of God. He got the cross and so he got Jesus' identity. This was no ordinary events. And at the core of what we see, we see that Jesus was innocent and he was suffering. The Son of God, rejected by all people. There was no one standing up for Jesus at this time. Only people watching from a distance. Jesus was innocent, and yet he was ordered to die the death of a criminal. Put on that cross. Put on the cross to pay for sin that he did not commit. Jesus suffered greatly. And if we put ourselves in the crowd for the moments, if we were there, the reality is is that we would have been calling out as well for Jesus to be crucified. We would have put him up there. No one stood by Jesus at this time. And we too would have called out for him on that cross to be crucified. But we see this remarkable picture in Jesus Christ of one who suffered to serve. Jesus is the one who, who we come to and marvel at Easter. The one that we've been praising in song because Jesus suffered this horrible death for you and for me. We have the most incredible Saviour in Jesus Christ because we come to realise that it's personal. It's about you and me. Jesus died on that cross for our sins. In 1 Peter 2, 24, And He Himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. There is no greater love than the sacrifice of Jesus Christ as he dies on that cross. And in response, I'm sure we are all overwhelmed as we get the cross. Overwhelmed that Jesus went down this path of suffering for you and for me. Jesus suffered greatly because of our sins. And that's why we worship him and praise him today. Because Jesus died for our sins. He's the one that bore the penalty for our sins. The wrath of God poured out on him. Jesus Christ died for us. And in his death and in all that took place, there is a call, a call from God to follow Jesus Christ and to deny ourselves. That story at the start, Max Lillian Klobe, he got that call and he gave up his life to lovingly serve others. I'm sure we know other Christian men and women who get the call of Jesus Christ on their lives and they decide to live differently, to love with their whole hearts other people, to get Jesus' example into their hearts, into their minds and to serve those around them. And that what the, the example of Jesus and the cross is all about. It's not about us getting more for us. It's about us being appreciative of what God has done. And it's about living every moment to serve our Lord Jesus, who gave up His all for us. It's about giving thanks. It's not about putting one foot in this world and one foot into some Christian activities and saying, well, I'm doing some things for God. And some things, well, I just enjoy doing in this world. That's not the picture we get at the cross. We get the picture that Jesus put all of his life, everything that he was into serving you and me. And so when we get the cross, when we realize that Jesus gave his all to die for us, then we put all that we are into serving him. We put every ounce of our body into saying, yes, Jesus, I'm about you now. Thank you so much. For bearing my sin on that cross, I am going to serve you each day now. We have grateful hearts and the call is for us to serve Jesus with everything, all that we are. This Good Friday, may we reflect on the cross, may we say thank you and may we commit our ways completely to Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Our Father, we come to say thank you. We come to say thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. For Jesus suffered. His body was broken for you and for me, for us, Lord God. He died so that we would be forgiven. And we praise you for that. We thank you that this good day, that we can remember that there was a purpose in the sufferings of Jesus. So that our sins would be paid for. That we would be forgiven that we would have a way forward in love. We thank you, Lord, for the example of the men and women who have understood the cross and who have given up their everything to follow Jesus. Help us to hear your voice, to follow your calling and to live our lives for your glory. We pray that you will help us in this now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're moving now to a time of communion as we reflect upon Jesus Christ and the cross, as we reflect over his sacrifice, all that he did. So i ask uh, those who are serving to, to come forward now to serve. And so we come now around the communion table to remember this good day, this good Friday. And everyone here is welcome to participate in communion if you know Jesus Christ. And as we reflect over Good Friday, it is a good day because there was a purpose in God's plan. There was a purpose in the sufferings of Jesus. There was a penalty for sin. God's wrath was to be poured out against sin. And out of love, Jesus died on that cross, on that Good Friday, to pay that penalty, to pay for our sins. And the good news is that Jesus Christ, we find complete forgiveness in what Jesus has done. Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then it continues, because Jesus was our sin offering. Jesus Christ paid fully for our sin. There is now no words against us, no words to condemn us, nothing in the eyes of God, It has all been completely done through what Jesus did for us. So we come around communion to celebrate today because of what Jesus did. We remember His broken body in all the events that took place in the lead up and then on the cross. Broken absolutely. Broken for you and for me. And of course, His blood was spilt. Jesus died and His blood was spilt out. That, of course, brought victory. It brought our forgiveness. Jesus' blood sacrifice was fully given, His life, so that we could live. I'll ask Alan now to, to pray for us. now distribute the the bread and we'll reflect over the, the sacrifice of Jesus.